1: Welcome to our second hour, Never Had It So Good, Sports Talk Radio. The professional contributors are with us tonight. i getting my co-host, Doug Riley. Doug, thank you. That was an awesome X-Files. Um, it was just good to hear everybody talk about um, what's going on in the NFL, as if we hadn't, you know, heard this song before. How are you, sir?
2: Doing well, Princess. And you're correct, Princess. It's great to hear everybody's different perspective, and all those guys are very intelligent, so it makes for a great conversation and you know and not only a great conversation but we, we end up having a lot of fun out of it and uh and and I appreciate Tim sticking up for us <laughs>
0: oh boy! <laughs>
1: Speaking of Tim, welcome to the show, Tim Moore. How are you? <laughs>
0: I'm I'm doing fine. I'm just catching it today. I'm I'm, I'm doing great
1: though. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah you're catching it today, but you know he should stick up for you all. Duck, you know he's boo boo. He's for us, by us. He's one of y'all, you know. (laughs) uh, We
2: we appreciate after hearing hearing him sing. Uh, Hey man, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to become an agent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Seriously though, all kidding aside, Tim, excellent. I I got a chance. You know what? And, And they say preachers are never afraid of a mic. You weren't afraid of that mic. You sing, well, you. and and it was really good. You know, all all jokes aside, I was impressed. Thank you, sir, for sharing with thank us you. on Facebook. All right. Thank you. Yeah, all that right. was that
0: was actually that was actually my homegirl that that put that out there first. I just shared it, so you know, thank you.
1: Okay.
2: That was that right. was good. I, I see they never put one out on me singing, but go ahead. That's good. There is usually
1: a reason for that, Doug. Oh,
2: you know. Okay.
1: I hear dancing is your talent. Um, as soon as you get that bad foot back right, maybe we can.
2: Oh, dang. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on and get Doc in here. Doc is happy. It was a Mountaineer win. Doc, how are was. you? It was. Good. How are you tonight? Yeah. You should I be happy as well,
3: though, with your Florida win.
1: That's right. Nobody predicted yeah, were... it, you know. The number 11 player. Um, th- did I hear Tim saying that? Nobody. like? He... No, they play well. No, they, <laughs> they play well. Yeah. I'm completely hey, you know still talk about the Jets tonight. Oh yeah, that's gonna happen. That's that's gonna happen, yes. Um my like uh, said did you, Oh, that's Michael Parsons getting another sack. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Speaking of light skinned brothers, Larry Tisdale, how are you, sir?
4: <laughs> welcome, welcome family. Good to be here. How's everybody?
1: All right. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. All right, welcome in Carlos Bradley, how are you, sir? All good. Good to be here. Good to have you. Good to have you. Okay, Ducks, let's get started.
2: All right, guys, uh, we're going we're gonna to start off with the open mic, but we don't want to talk about anything that we have on our schedule. So let's make sure the open mic is about something that we don't have. So I want to start off with my man, Larry Tearsdale.
4: Oh. I, you know what, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me. But after we uh, just finished the last show, I took a real quick look at the CNN uh, and YouTube footage of the uh, uh, owner, uh, Pagula's, uh, comments. And so, you know, I'm just kind of stuck on that right now. Um, You know, he had the ability or the wherewithal or the boldness to speak about his black players. Well,
2: why don't you do this because Doc wasn't on with us
4: in the last show, so
2: you want to kind of fill him in. And I'm sure he probably already knows because he's a mountaineer. But go ahead. <laughs> so, so it was.
4: That's hilarious.
2: Um,
4: so it was uh, Trotter. Uh, I'm forgetting Trotter's first name. The uh, Jim. Uh, Jim 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 Trotter. Trotter. Okay, yeah, Jim Trotter broke the story, and and again, this was about two weeks ago, um, accusing the Bills owner Pagula of, of making some racist statements with about 40 people uh, on a Zoom call. Um, So this wasn't isolated. And he says during the Zoom call, if the black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is. Um, And Jerry Jones was on the same uh, same Zoom call, and again, along with a a bunch of other uh, NFL media. Um, And, you know, I ask. I had not seen this on, on ESPN. I had not seen it on Fox. I had not seen it on any. Only of the major uh, broadcasts, uh, but uh, i looked on YouTube. I saw some of the CNN. uh, They have covered this story up, like, unbelievably. I don't know how much was uh, paid, but not one time has this story come out. (laughs) So that's still on my mind right now.
3: Okay. Didn't
4: Uh, Jerry Jones say something, too? Yeah. Jerry Jones was also there. Yeah, he made a comment. I didn't have his comment off, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he said that um, if if black players don't like how we're running things, and if they don't feel like they're getting enough positions within these organizations, tell them to go buy their own team and they can do what they want. Right. Right.
4: Arson to be out next
2: year. Okay, Carlos, open mic. What you got for us?
5: Roger Goodell, worst commissioner in sports history, and the reason being. You know, as it was stated before, I mean, with owners coming out speaking, and we know the job, the commissioner is hired by the owners, but the job is to protect the shield, to honor the shield. The shield has two sides, okay? The players are part of it, too. The whole idea with Roselle and Tagliabue, it was all to pull people together and to try to get things done together. When you have owners speaking out, the commissioner usually comes in to smooth things out and over. But when a commissioner is then silent and says nothing and plays no part in it, then, then things just go awry. The league just goes haphazard in any direction it wants, And the, I'm sorry, I cannot get over the disrespect. I mean, I'm I'm short of tears because I don't want to give them tears, okay, because it hurts me that deeply to know that this is the game that we've all played and we can talk about 1962 ticket, kicking out Pollard to 1950s when they let players back in the league. And now you're talking about Go back to Africa You're talking to people Who didn't ask to be here Who are now here And taking your game to a level That could not be seen Without us The disrespect Is being allowed Because the commissioner is silent Is beyond me It's just It's so painful and so hurtful That it's really
3: hard to speak on. Okay,
2: Doc, open mic. What you got for us?
3: I'm. I i, I do not know, y'all. You know, y'all come with a serious seriousness tonight. I I was gonna talk about, um, basically talking about commissioners like commissioner of the Pac-12. It's still as, as the season's progressing. It's still hard to believe. is uh you know as well as the teams are doing in the Pac-12. And, uh, you know, the group of quarterbacks they have, you know, there are a lot of teams that are looking for a quarterback, and they have, you know, abundance of them with Caleb and Penix and Shador and Bro Nix, et cetera, that this is going to be the last year of the Pac-12. It's still hard for me to kind of wrap my hands around that, that you know, it's dissolving um, as well as they're doing this year. So. Yeah. Wouldn't
0: it be a kick if one of them won the national championship?
3: I know. Yeah. Anything's possible.
0: I right, Tim? Just like to talk about Jay Norvell. I didn't know very much about him. Um I didn't didn't even know he was a brother until uh, the other night when I was watching the game. But I was very, very impressed. I liked uh the way he prepared his team. I thought that you know, the the cheap shots we could have done without, of course. Um, but I I like the way that he uh coaches that team and the uh, aggressive style of football that they showed against uh, Colorado the other night. I thought they should have won the game. Uh, they made some key mistakes down the down the uh, stretch. But um, I, they were a pleasant surprise to me because I expected that to be a one-sided ball game. And uh, I'll be watching them for the rest of the season and see how they uh, how they end up, whether this was just a one-off or whether they are as good as what they showed the other night. All
2: right, Precious.
1: Doug, I wanna go back to um, Coach Prime himself and how he has capitalized off of all of his um conversation, his marketing and everything is about making money. And for the Colorado Buffaloes ticket prices to go from thirty five dollars to three hundred and seventy one <laughs> to this last game was at five hundred, it peaked at that. And then to have College Game Day there and to have Fox Big Game Day there at the same time. And they're there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday and Saturday. And then, you know, first take comes last week, and then they, you know, run first take from there. Pat McAfee had his show from Colorado. You can't, um, I don't know, underestimate what this all means to the city of Boulder as last week, $18 million in general generated revenue for the city. Um, and then, you know, his his smart self with the glasses, the sunglasses. Um, And, again, Duff, don't put that in our thread, you know. And Prime 2 is the goal and Prime 21 is the black or something like that. One and a half million in sales just on Friday. Um, Mm -hmm. All of this in coaching is really good. But his marketing, um, you know, acumen and how he's handling this and how it is um, producing money for Colorado, the athletic department, and for the city of Boulder is amazing to me.
2: Okay. uh, I'm going to uh, start off with uh, Doc. Uh, And uh, I was going to tell you to give me the top five college football teams, but you can only give me four. We know WVU is number five, but go
3: ahead. Give me your top four. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I guess, I, you know, I'll, I'll stick with Georgia, um, and I'll go to Michigan, um, Texas, and Florida State. Okay.
2: Uh, Precious, you see where Florida State
1: kind of <laughs> almost gave it up. Who's your top five? Well, Florida State's not in there. I have um, Texas at number one. I have Georgia Ooh. at two, Michigan at three, Penn State at four and i don't know who my 15 is going to be i guess i'm going to leave it up to usc but um i i thought that that fsu almost gave it up and if they had, had a boston had just a little bit more time i thought they would have won that game um and i you know i don't i don't have georgia at number one because um they let they let south carolina come into their home and get up 14-7 on them at halftime. Now, of course, I thought they put it away, but the only – the game was at 24-14. It was a close game, I think, Um, and and they're going to have to get it together if they're the number one team in the nation.
0: All right. Yeah, I've got Georgia number one, Texas number two, Penn State
1: number three. Florida State Did he say Penn State? Penn Penn State. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Penn State – from Pennsylvania, <laughs> number three. Florida State, that beat WVU a few weeks ago. Anyway, um, Florida State, oh. number four. Okay. <laughs> that was on call. <laughs> and number five, Michigan.
1: He owed you no. that one, Doug. He owed you that oh, one. He called me Bucking the, <laughs> Buck the Preacher. He
0: owed you that one. <laughs> no, I think that was Larry called me Bucking the Preacher. Oh,
2: well, yeah, that, that was Tom. Call like, right? I called him Tim Kim Hammond. <laughs> All right, uh, Larry, who's your top five?
4: All right. Um, yeah, I see. I, I watched Michigan play. They didn't look great uh, against uh, Bowling Green. I watched Texas. I don't know how they only put 31 up against Wyoming. Florida State almost gave it away. Georgia came back. South Carolina played well. Um, I've got Ohio State at number one. Ooh. um. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I got Ohio State as wow. the number one. Uh, they uh, they sputtered and then just uh, they started clicking, as they should. I got USC at number two. Um, hmm. They played well you're uh, up in 66 on a team that they do. Some of these other teams uh, should have put those type of numbers on. I got Penn State at number three, played well against Illinois. And at four, I got Georgia.
2: That
5: okay. okay.
4: I, yeah, it, I
5: yeah I got Georgia number one. The the good South Carolina team showed up and gave them a fight. Georgia pulled it out. <laughs> Ohio State started rolling like they should. I got them at two. I got Texas at three. Notre Dame at four. Penn State at five. Uh, Notre Dame. Okay. I want
2: to stay right with you, Carlos, on each three of these uh, college teams, I want to know if they're uh, pretenders or contenders. Starting with UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State.
5: UCLA, pretender, Oregon State. I think they're for real. I mean, I think they can only go so far, but I'm going to call them a – Would you say pretender or? Pretender. Contender. And what was the third team?
2: Washington State. Pretender. Okay. Princess, pretenders or contenders?
1: Well, I've only seen a little bit of UCLA, so um, I want to say here, I don't know if I can judge them, but I'm going to say pretender for right now. Oregon State I love. So I'm going to say contender. Um, DJ, um, I can't pronounce his last name, it really has bounced back. Um, and, and I like um, Pennix Jr. with Washington. Um, no, that's not that's Washington, not Washington State. So I'm going to say right. pretender for UCLA, Oregon State contender, and then pretender for Washington State.
2: Okay. Doc.
3: So – you know, I think I'm going to have to say pretender for all three of them. Um, you know, I think it's still too early. I mean, no one's really played anybody. UCLA's played Coastal Carolina, San Diego State, North Carolina Central. Oregon State's played San Jose State, UC Davis, San Diego State, and Washington State's played Colorado State, which I guess looks better now than it did initially, and Wisconsin and Northern Colorado. So I think they're all, I think they're all pretenders, honestly.
4: Okay, like, yeah, um, yeah, you know, and I don't like Chip, but I think they're 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 a contender. I think he's uh, got a program. I think he does well on the college level. Oregon State, uh, I also think are contenders. We're talking not on national level, but you no know, conference level. And Washington State, I, I know they beat Wisconsin, uh, Northern Colorado, but I got the to. I couldn't hear you, Larry. You couldn't hear? Oh, I apologize. I got UCLA as a contender. I got Oregon State as a contender also. And, and again, the transfer of DJ uh, is playing extremely well uh, without the pressure of playing being where he was. And then uh, Washington State I have as a pretender also. I don't think they've beaten anybody. Uh, the Wisconsin team doesn't seem to be
0: one of the old Wisconsin teams.
2: All right, I appreciate you deepening your voice,
0: Larry. All right, uh, Tim. Yeah, I think uh, if we're talking about national level, I think UCLA is a pretender. Um, I think Oregon State is a contender. I think that's a good football team. Uh, they were good last year. They only lost three games last year uh, and barely lost to USC in a game that they should have won. Um, Washington State, I think, is a pretender as well.
2: Okay. I want to stay right with you, uh because let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the Minnesota and UNC game.
0: I saw a little bit of that. Um, I'm thinking that Mac Brown is finally starting to get his guys into that North Carolina program, and they're starting to become what he wants them to be. Um, Minnesota is a pretty decent Big Ten team. They're not, you know, the best of, of – the Big Ten, but they're in the top tier, the lower part of the top tier, and so I, I was pretty impressed with that Minnesota uh, uh, UNC with UNC in the Minnesota win uh, in the Minnesota game. Okay,
2: what about Washington and Michigan State,
0: Tim? Um, Washington's pretty good. Uh, Michigan State's hobbled uh, with all of the controversy around their their former head coach now, but uh, Washington's pretty good.
2: Okay, uh, Carlos. Yep. Minnesota, uh, UNC, and Washington, Michigan State.
5: Well, Carolina, you know, I thought they would prevail. Um, they they seem to be coming around. The defense played better. Um, so, you know, they're moving along as we thought they would. Um, And the second game was,
2: Washington, Washington State. and Michigan State.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, we we can't even. I'm just surprised Michigan State is even fielding a team with the madness going on there. Um, it's, it's no telling what disarray is going on there, even with the assistant coaches being there. Um, but Washington is, is a solid team as they usually are. Um, so I would think they would, you know, they would prevail also. Okay.
4: Larry. Yeah, um, I love Washington. Uh, not in any particular order. I love Washington. Um, am two for almost 500. Lefty, I, I think he'll be, you know, in New York for the Heisman. So I like to a great deal. And then Drake May, you know, I wasn't sure what team was going to show up. I thought the defense from Minnesota would show up. But Drake May has changed that team. Um, It was the one thing they probably hadn't had in a while, somebody consistent at the quarterback position, and he's a well above-average quarterback. You know, as I look across, you know, Alabama and some of these other big-time programs, he's probably a little more consistent and ready for the next level. Um, So I was surprised to see them run away with it so easily, but I did like North
3: Carolina.
2: Okay, Doc, Minnesota, UNC, Washington,
3: Michigan State. (laughs) Well, I'll preface this by saying that um, I mostly watch highlights because I was preparing for the uh, West Virginia Pitt game. But, um, there you go. But oh, for Lord. The, uh, but, What, what um, color was the bottle? clear. Um, <laughs> it was clear. <laughs> it was clear. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the Washington, UNC, I think uh, – you know, Drake May, I think he played well, except for a couple of interceptions, and the running game was, you uh, know, productive. Um, and I, th- I think Minnesota, I mean, I, I think uh, there might be a little bit of a leak in, uh ruin the boat for, for the coach. But um, And then for the Washington, Michigan, State, I thought Washington won that game anyway, especially uh, even if they didn't have the uh, situation with Mel Tucker. But, um, you know, it was a impressive win going on the road, went into East Lansing, putting up a 40 spot. Um, you know, we're just like a meaningless touch there at the end, so I I wasn't necessarily surprised at Washington winning, but maybe the score a little bit.
2: Okay. Uh Francis, uh Florida, Tennessee.
1: Oh, you're gonna ask me about Florida, Tennessee. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she was tired. It was okay. <laughs> Well, let me just say, North Carolina, you just don't know what team is going to show up, but they did, and that was domination. And then I like what Carlos had to say about um, Michigan State. I'm surprised that they're able to field the team. Um, So congratulations on that. But it's going to be a tough year. Uh, My Gators showed up um, in front of 90,000, you know, on Saturday. And um, after they won, the first thing I thought about is that I can't wait to talk to Larry Tisdale. And tell them Go Gators, but um, no, seriously, they found the running game, and they, they've always had that, and they um, relied on Montrell Johnson and Etienne, and ETN had 175 yards rushing, and um, they, they, you know, took the ball out of Graham Mercer's hands to try to win the game, and, and gave it to the running backs. And um, Tennessee showed up, and I thought they got out, coach, and I don't know if Milton is the answer, but Milton. And his press conference said he doesn't lose in Florida. Whenever he comes to Florida, he doesn't lose to any of the teams. And maybe that was a little bit, but I thought they looked floppy and they couldn't stop anybody. So, um, and I was more impressed with them last year. So, the Gators get a win, and I don't want to fire Billy Napier anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> week to week, baby. Week to week. All right, Wait a
1: minute. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> you get one. You get one. You
2: oh, get one. Your... Yeah. Yeah, I know. I
3: know.
2: All right, Tim. Your September twenty third gangs. What you got for us?
3: Okay.
0: Uh, let's uh, let's just run down uh, through the uh, the roster here. Um, Florida State-Clemson That should be uh, an interesting matchup Florida State has done tremendous work In the uh, transfer portal in the offseason And Clemson who doesn't believe In the transfer portal Has been the big daddy in the ACC For the past decade basically Uh, What do you think Carlos uh, About that matchup
5: Well the way it sits right now I'm going to go with Florida State They seem to be uh, a little more explosive A little more structured In what they're trying to get done I think Clemson did you know, they did kinda of come uh ready to play last week, but I think they're still working through some difficulties there. I take Florida State.
3: Okay.
0: Um Doc, do you know where they're playing? Are they playing in Death Valley or are they playing in uh Tallahassee?
3: Death in Death Valley. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what
0: what what are you thinking about the, about that matchup? Um
3: well, you know, I don't know if Florida State was, uh, you know, kind of looking ahead. I mean, they got a you know a lead against Boston College and kind of let them back in, um, and then they let the gas off. But um, I know it's hard winning in Death Valley. Um, but I think I think Travis is going to you know make just enough plays to uh, I don't know who's favorite, but maybe to, uh, you know upset the Florida State beating Clemson in in uh, Death Valley. Okay,
0: Larry Tisdale, what are you you thinking? Uh, Clemson has been one of those teams that's been top five recruiting class uh, along with Georgia and Ohio State and Alabama for the past several years, Uh, but they don't do transfer portal. Uh, What are are you thinking about this matchup this week?
4: You know, I've lost a lot. I don't know why, but I've lost a lot of faith in Clemson. Um, I I love the way Florida State is playing. But to me, this is a game for for the next 10 years. I think somebody just mentioned Clemson's been dominating for the, for the past 10 years. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, well, it, as, as a player, of uh, Cade uh, Kludnick for, for Clemson. Um, I think he's very limited, uh, like what Travis has on the other side. I think this is a game to change the, the power dynamics between these two, um, these two programs. And it looks like maybe you know they've been bro- building on for a while that Florida Florida State may be in a position to do it. Going down to Death Valley is the place they really do need to do it if they're going to be who they want to be. I guess Florida State.
0: Okay, Larry, your volume has, is unusually low today, uh, at least for the last couple mm-hmm. of couple of responses. Um, but Duck, uh, what what are, you, what are your thoughts here um, with the um, the Florida Florida State Clemson uh, matchup? I, I, I don't
2: think uh Clemson is clicking, so I'm going with uh Florida State and I think Florida State kinda of relaxed last week.
0: After a big win, yeah. Uh Princess, what do you what do you think of Florida State and Clemson this week?
1: Wow. Well, I'm I'm not picking Florida State, of course. But um <laughs> Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in, in Clemson either, and plus I just don't like the um, the style of of, of Dabo. But um, at, at home, I, I really think that Clemson can win. And I, I thought um, FSU showed a little um, susceptibility last last week, so let's see what happens. But I'm not picking picking FSU for anything. Clemson by twenty. <laughs>
0: twenty. Wow. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Um, Let me stay with you. Um, The kitty cats, I'm assuming that's Penn State uh, against Iowa. Um, What are you thinking, Princess?
1: We allow Duck Riley to do this (laughs) 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 every week during college football season. Um, I'm thinking Penn State wins this. I I really think they are a good football team with with an excellent defense and a running game. I'm picking Penn State over Iowa.
0: Okay, Doc Basil, I know you're a mountaineer. You guys uh, faced them first game of the season. Uh, my personal opinion is, like, Princess. I think Penn State's a very good football team. Uh, yeah. But they're going into they're going into Iowa this week. What are your thoughts?
3: No, actually, it's a home. It's at Penn State. It's, oh, wow. It's, they it's whiteout. So, uh, I believe this is whiteout. It's always a whiteout. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if if they were in uh, Iowa, what? I might get Iowa. You, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Really. If it were in Iowa, I might give them a chance because they they have upset Penn State in the past. Um, You know, they always have a stout defense. Their offenses leave something to be desired. But um, as mentioned, I I think Penn State is is good this year. I mean, they beat a tough Mountaineer team. So um, I I, I think that they (laughs) (laughs) – I'm sorry. (laughs) I think that, uh, you know, with their running attack and quarterback play that they will – Winning uh, Happy Valley. You can that with a straight face, Doc.
0: Okay. (laughs) I tried, Princess. I tried.
5: Okay.
0: (laughs) Carlos, uh, Penn State uh, hosting uh, Iowa.
5: Yeah, I think, you know, I think it'll be a tough game. Iowa usually plays Penn State pretty tough, home or away. But I think Penn State will pull this out with that strong running game. And uh, I think they'll go up top a little bit, too. Penn State. Okay,
0: Duck. Uh, Penn State, you know, aside from your bias, Penn State's a pretty good football team. Um, but Iowa is showing a little offense this year. They've they've always played great defense, uh, but they're showing that they might have a little offense this year. What are you thinking about that game?
2: Well, I'm thinking uh, like I am piggyback a little bit off of uh, my fellow Mountaineer that uh, after playing a strong West Virginia U team, that they're probably setting. Uh, Penn State up for the conference championship.
0: Uh,
2: I don't think Iowa has enough uh, firepower to uh,
4: beat Penn State.
0: Okay, Larry Tisdale, what are you thinking, Penn State
4: and Iowa? I think most guys have touched on it already. Um, Iowa typically does play them well, great defense. Uh, but this is going to be the Whiteout game, so I think that kind of changes the dynamics somewhat, and they do have a nice strong uh uh, a, a running game, so uh, I got uh, the kitty cats pulling away with this one. I think they're again a top five team. Okay,
0: um, I don't know on this next one. I'm gonna stay with you, Larry. I don't know uh, yeah. what the status is on Travis Hunter. I haven't heard what what they no, what he, the he doctors. Three weeks. He, he three three weeks. weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're stepping up. They're stepping up in class this week uh, in terms of their schedule, yeah. and they're going to Austin Stadium, which uh, it has typically been one of the loudest stadiums and raucous stadiums in the uh, in the country uh, and playing what appears to be a pretty good Oregon football team. Uh, what are you thinking about that matchup?
3: Whew.
4: You know what? Uh, prior to the injury, I, I thought that they might be able to play a solid game uh, to run with Oregon. Um, with Travis out and that offensive D-line, that offensive-defensive line, being so limp, you know, I think uh, uh, Colorado takes their first L on this one, and it could be substantial also. Um, They could run away with this, uh, so I got Oregon big. Okay, Carlos, what are are you thinking? Uh, Oregon's tough to beat at home.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, You know, what I've been noticing, and I, I spoke on it earlier Offensive-defensive line play and the linebacker play at Colorado. I think that is what's going to be the difference. I think that's what needs to step up. And I think, you know, Oregon is solid, as they always are. They're going to bring it with that defensive line. And I think that's really going to be the difference. If Colorado's offensive line can hold up against Oregon's defensive line, but I'm going with Oregon here. Okay, I Duff, think Oregon.
0: Yeah, Duck. what are your thoughts there? Um, Oregon's tough to beat
2: at home. Yeah, I think Oregon has a good team, but I'm going to stay with uh, Colorado because I, I think they're, right now, they're probably the best at making adjustments. And if they can keep it close, Oregon could be in trouble. Hmm. Okay.
1: Ooh, um,
0: princess, deal. princess, what are, what are you thinking about that matchup uh, going into Austin Stadium against the Ducks?
1: I, I watched Oregon um, this past Saturday, and, and I think they're they're very light on their offensive line, and um, I, I think that Colorado can do something with this. I'm going to agree with Duck. I think Colorado goes into Oregon and beats Ooh. them. I, I, you know, and I'm not still sold on Bo Nix. He's had some really good games. Yeah. But um, he's had some games that he's faltered and not looked good. Um, But I think it's going to be one in the trenches. But I agree with Doug. The the adjustments that they make at halftime um, are are really good. So I'm going to go with Colorado, and that's crazy. But I I think they can go in Oregon and beat them. And, and Tim, Tim, Tim,
2: I don't mean to jump in. But also I I hear that uh, uh, Prime was going to bring uh, old clips of uh, both uh, Nick and show him when he played at all <laughs>
4: Okay. <laughs> at least when he was on the team. Right.
0: Uh, Prince, Princess, when you said they're light on the offensive line, do you mean they're not very good or they're they're weight? What do you, what do you mean? You I decide? think they're
1: weight. I don't think they're big, you know, and, and maybe that's by design because they really like that hurry-up offense. Um, for sure, but they they they're, they don't have a whole lot of girth on them either, and I think that is okay. um, something that maybe Colorado can can exploit.
0: Okay, okay, uh, Doc Basil, what do you what are you thinking, uh,
3: uh, Colorado and primetime going into Oregon?
1: You know, I think this is going to be a really
3: interesting game. You know, with Colorado getting to the meat of their schedule, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what kind of adjustments. Um, you know, Dion, his coaching staff makes. I think Colorado exposed some things, at least, you know, in the first half of that game. Um, they kind of moved the ball, um, you know, fairly easily. Um, and I think that the atmosphere in Eugene is going to be a little bit different than it was in Fort Worth. Um, and then without Travis Hunter, I know Dion said on game day that uh, they need like six or seven dogs, and then they would be uh, in contention for the national championship. So, they're actually losing another one of their dogs. So, I I think that's going to be, even though they'll have a week to kind of adjust with Travis Hunter not being there, uh, I I think I think Deion might take his first loss. Well, okay. well, also,
2: also uh, Doc, uh, Deion said them dogs are coming. They're coming? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. They're coming. Up. That's good. Because okay, ringing off the hook. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure actually. Sure <laughs> uh doc let me let me jump down to Oregon State Washington State. I mean uh doc black uh, basil Uh Oregon State yeah. Washington State. What do you think there?
3: Well, you know, <laughs> battle between DJ and Cam, um I you know, I think they're evenly matched. Um but I guess I'm just going with the Cougars because the Washington State has played a little bit tougher competition and it's in Pullman. So um I'm going with Washington State. Okay, uh, Carlos, what
0: do you think of Washington State and Oregon State? I'm going to go uh,
5: with, you said, Washington State and Oregon State. Um, Oregon State. Yeah, I'm going to go with Oregon State. Um, quarterback's playing well. Uh, I'm glad to see him doing that. Um, they just need their defense to step up a little bit. Yeah, I'm going with Oregon State.
0: Okay, uh, Larry Tisdale. Um Oregon State was a very good football team last year. Uh, They're, you know, off to a good start this year. They haven't played, you know, the greatest competition yet. Um, But they boat raced Florida in the bowl game. Uh, What are you thinking there uh, against uh, Washington State today?
1: See, Tim? Uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about right there, Tim.
0: <laughs> the singing
1: preacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It that came out
0: of nowhere. It didn't play bad, All right.
4: Uh, oh, my goodness. I, I like, you know, I like the change of atmosphere for DJ. Um, you know, he was highly touted, and he's starting to play like that. Um, and playing on an Oregon team that, you know, has had that success. And I wasn't a huge believer in Washington State, although it was fairly decent. i like uh, D.J. leading this team to, uh, to a big win early in the season.
0: Okay, Princess, uh, Oregon State, Washington
1: State. <laughs> I was in here just trying to think of something. Betty, to say to Tim, I'm going to have to pray for myself. Okay, so Oregon <laughs> State and Washington. I like DJ. I, I like Carlos. I, I, I'm pre- I'm I'm pulling for this young man. He looks good, and Oregon State was good last year, as Tim said. So I'm picking Oregon State.
0: Okay, uh, Duck. What are you thinking? Uh, Oregon State and Washington State. I'm well, I'm well with DJ
2: too. I I think he's uh, settled in and uh, he's playing well.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, let's jump to U- Utah and uh, UCLA. Both undefeated. Um, UCLA really hasn't played anybody, but they've looked good doing it. And uh, Utah is Utah. What are you thinking, Doug? Uh, Utah. Okay. Uh, Carlos, Utah, UCLA?
5: Well, you know, I I like Utah. They're a tough team. Uh, UCLA, uh, you know, I think they're a pretender anyway, so I'm going with Utah. I'm going with Utah. <laughs> That's
0: good. Uh, Doug
3: Basil, what do you what do you think in Utah and UCLA? You know is, is Cam rising back yet or is he still uh, on the men? On the men. Anybody know? On the I, men? Not playing yet? Oh damn. Okay. Yeah, I mean they you know, they they really kind of struggle without him. I mean he definitely was their you know, their identity and their their fire. Um you know, even though it's at home I, I I think I think UCLA is going to come in there and make, do the ups, playing upset at UCLA. Okay. Uh, Princess, what do you think in UCLA and, uh, and Utah?
1: I'm thinking I like Doc. I'm going UCLA.
0: Okay. Uh, Larry Tisdale, UCLA, Utah. I like Utah. I just think
4: they're a better program. They've been a better program for quite a while now. Um, and playing at home, um, yeah, I'm you know I'm not a firm believer in, in UCLA's products yet. Okay. Like I saw, love their program.
0: Very okay, brilliant. let me stay with let me stay with you for this next one, the big one this week uh, in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame looks like a very different football team with uh, Hartman at quarterback. Um, they're bringing the Buckeyes into South Bend. Um, what do you think? Oh
4: man, you know I I'm, I'm hoping for a man that this is an upset. But the way Ohio State played with Marvin uh, you know they really look like they got that Ferrari clicking um, and I'm just you know I just think that there are a few athletes away in Notre Dame. Um, I know I, I'd like that they have the quarterback, but I just need to see some more athletic uh, uh, um, separation from some of their ball players so yeah I've got a uh, I got Notre Dame taking
0: an l on this one. Okay. Doc Basile, what do you think of Notre
3: Dame and uh, Ohio State? Well, you know, we, we've talked a few weeks about Le Hartman and how, she, how he makes Notre Dame a more balanced offense. Um, and even though the Buckeyes maybe, you know, played well last week, I don't know if the competition was that strong. But I, think, I think they're going to stir the echoes up in South Bend, and I think Freeman's going to get a, um, you know, one of his biggest wins in his young coaching career. I got Notre Dame. Okay,
0: Carlos Bradley, uh, the refugee from uh, Wake Forest. Uh, Sam Hartman at uh, Notre Dame, and uh, they played well at Ohio State for about three quarters last year, uh, even with uh, with an average quarterback. What do you What do you think it might happen this week?
5: Yeah, I think uh, I think Sam Hartman leading, leading that Irish offense is, you know, I think they're cooking. But I think Ohio State finally got on track, and Marvin Harrison is proven to be, if not, the best receiver, possibly the best player in the country this year. Um, But I think it's going to come down to the defense, either Ohio State's defense or Notre Dame's. And I think Ohio State will
0: prevail. Okay. Um, Princess, uh, what are you thinking in this matchup? Um, It's, you know, highly anticipated. My college roommate is the biggest Ohio State fan I've ever seen, <laughs> and he told me the other day that he is really scared about this one.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I still would be surprised, even with Sam Hartman looking so good in that offense, and and Notre Dame looking so much better. I'd be surprised that they go to the shoe and beat an Ohio State team who, who have who has a lot of horses on offense and defense. I'm picking the Buckeyes. Well,
3: they're South Bend. Touchdown oh, it's East. in
1: South Bend. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hmm. Now you're changing my I thought process. Out. Yeah. So, I, I'm good. gonna pick the Buckeyes, but it's it's gonna be really close. Yeah. I I thought it was in Ohio State. Okay. I'm still gonna pick the Buckeyes, but I I wouldn't okay. be upset if Marcus Freeman comes away with the big win. Go. I would not. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Duck. Uh, you you can take like the next 15 minutes, so we don't have to talk about pro football. Um but um the uh-huh. um no
1: no no nope nope, 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 nope. <laughs> the, the Ohio
0: State Buckeyes at, uh, at Notre Dame.
2: Hey, uh Tim, how can you go against touchdown Jesus?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Notre Dame sounds like. A lot okay. of people are thinking that Notre Dame might pull upset upset I, I Ooh, think they they gotta G. stop. Rudy, 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 Rudy. 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 <laughs> All right, Duck.
2: It's on you. All right, All right uh, Staying with you, Tim. What, yeah. what, <laughs> what pro
0: game What pro? What pro did you watch this weekend? Well, actually, Doug, I I had an engagement in Cincinnati on Sunday morning, and so I was on the road for most of the day yesterday. I didn't get a chance to see any pro football. So, uh, I'm trying to watch this uh, New Orleans uh, Saints-Carolina Panthers game, and I'm really looking forward to Cleveland and uh, Pittsburgh. So, uh, that's really all I'm focused on right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll I'll say say
3: princess for last. Uh, Doc, (laughs) what pro game did you watch
4: yesterday?
3: (laughs) First of all, where are the fans at for the Carolina game tonight? (laughs) Nobody there. the doing what I'm doing. I, evidently <laughs> so. <laughs> um, well I watched, you know, the Thursday night game, the Eagles and the Vikings, but uh um I mostly was doing kinda of like the red zone yesterday, but last night I I did watch the um the, the Patriots and the Dolphins game. I I'm not really sure why the Patriots wore those throwback uniforms. I mean that was like the worst era in their history for the most part, so um you know, and I assumed Belichick was going to come up with a good game plan to kind of slow them down, but uh, you know, with Daniel and Tua and Tyreek and Waddle, they're, they're just tough to stop. So that was a game that I watched. If they, stay, if they stay healthy, I think it's going to be hard for them to, shoot, you know, the challenge for teams to play them, except for when the weather gets cold, obviously.
4: All right, like What pro game did you watch, Ly? Yeah, I caught a few. Um, I was able to see my Eagles finally in the second half figure out they need to run the ball, which opens up their passing attack. So I think they're starting to hit their stride. Uh, But a really good game, and I was really rooting for my man, was watching the Ravens against the Bengals um, to see them pull that out in a close game. And so the Bengals are down, uh, what I think, 0-2 right now. Uh, so that was a great game. And then I saw some comebacks. Uh, I think somebody just mentioned watching the Dolphins. Uh, they've got a great deal of firepower on the squad. So between the Dolphins and the Ravens coming out that side, you know, in the very end with the Eagles coming out on the other side, uh, I look forward to the rest of the season. Okay. Carlos,
5: what games did
2: you okay.
4: watch? What
5: pro games? Uh, watch Miami. Uh, take out New England. Um, they slowed them down, but like like it's already been stated, Miami just has so much firepower um, for them to be on a roll. And then they ended the year. They I think they got four out of their last five games are at home. So Miami seems to be sitting in a good position so far. Miami looked good. Um, Dallas. Dallas looked really good, beating up on the Jets. Right. We um, can't call that
4: looking good then.
5: But, yeah, they just – but they still look good the way they did it. You know, defensively, offensively, they just look strong all the way across the board, I thought. And it was good to see Lamar – what?
0: Dallas played yesterday? Dallas played yesterday?
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: Anybody uh, interrupted
1: Larry when he was talking. Let Carlos talk. That was him.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was good to see Lamar look good, Um, the Ravens. You know the they, the Ravens playing Cincinnati, they have been seven and one against them in their last eight games. I didn't realize that. But the Ravens kinda of got Cincinnati's number. And with Burrow uh limping around out there, Cincinnati's not looking real good right now. He's for
4: next week. Okay, uh Prentice.
1: Um, I gotta see the the end of the commanders. Um, Broncos game and and I thought that Russell Wilson looked a lot better, but I I don't know if he's going to survive Sean Payton in 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 Denver at all. Um, and then I watched uh, the Falcons and the, um, and the Packers. I think I watched most of that full game because that was in our area. Um, and yeah, I, I was, was the, yeah, It was and I I like the <laughs> John Robinson. He really <laughs> is a good running back nice. in the NFL. Yeah. Um, For sure. And then um, at 4 o'clock, I watched Dallas and the Jets, and um, I really thought that Dak Prescott, he came out and he completed his first 13 passes. I thought they really looked good on offense. And on defense, um, I I think they're probably one of the better teams um, in in, uh, the league, for sure. I wanted to see what Dallas did against the Jets' defense, who I think is is one of those elite levels, too. And Mm -hmm. I thought the Cowboys looked really good.
0: Okay.
4: So no, they, uh, they did. They did. That's something about I, they look
2: really good. Yeah, that Parsons yeah. is something. He's different.
1: Okay,
5: yeah. uh, Carlos, i Be- yeah. I'm making us go. Um, you know, I, I almost can't talk anymore. I, I, I would only want to speak on the lack of leadership on every side of the league. I would be beefing with the NFL and its leadership, and I would be beefing with the players, meaning the NFLPA, with the lack of leadership there. So that's where my beef settles. But uh, that's about it.
2: All right, beefing, I'm making this go.
4: <clears> hmm. <throat> yeah, um, two things. At some point, Carlos, me and you will go to one of the nation's meetings together. I'll meet you in Philly. And then, <laughs> and then secondly, um, I got something to make us go, hmm, and I talked about this prior. Uh, I think Deion Sanders is reinventing the wheel. Um, and, and, again, he's mentioned it and he's been very vocal about it. They, they don't like a strong black man getting up there speaking the way he does, very brashly and, you know, both, you know bragging. Um, but he is backing it up. And even if he does not win another game, here's where I think he's changing it. Um, what he is doing as a marketing tool will bring in some of those players uh, that he's talking about, seven or eight dogs, uh, to come in for that atmosphere, um, the freedom and the atmosphere to play like that. So I think he truly is reinventing the wheel. And his, I think he's probably two years ahead of schedule, at least my schedule, of when I thought that they were really gonna be good because that could be next year. Okay.
3: Doc, beefing on making us go hmm. Well my first beef is that uh we haven't brought back uh, the no balls uh Carlos no balls uh, so <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my first beef. Um but the S C T um, jumped in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, I, you know, I guess we all know that uh, for the most part, you know, it's, the NFL is becoming like an offensive league, and you know, there's only a, a few defensive head coaches that are kind of still remaining. Um, but I guess I want to talk about Brandon Staley and and Matt Eberflus. I mean, they, those are defensive coaches, and I think if you're going to be either defensive or offensive coach, you know, you have to. To have your side of the ball do well, and the the Chargers' defense is terrible, and the Bears' defense is terrible. So I I don't know exactly how you know they're able to to come in there each week and and that's their supposed their forte is the defense side of the ball, and neither one of their defenses are any good. Okay,
2: Kim, beefing. I'm making us go.
0: Ooh. Well. Uh, <laughs> In all honesty, I'm beefing again. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the New York Jets will break your heart every time. <laughs> and and it, it, to be completely honest, uh, Dallas is playing so well right now. I don't know if they would have beat them with Rodgers, um, but it would have been a much better ball game. Um, the Jets will not win as long as this guy, Zach Wilson, is the quarterback. Uh, they won't win a lot of games anyway, not enough to – to be a playoff ball club. Um, they get an elite defense, but you can't keep them on the field the entire game and expect them to, 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 to go very far. I think unless they make a decision to get a quarterback in that room that can replace Zach Wilson, um, they're not going anywhere. And I don't understand why they're not talking about that right now. I don't understand it at all. Tim, if I could ask a real quick question, Tim, I, I,
4: I thought I saw something where they talked about every new quarterback or big person star that came into New York went down with an injury early in the in the season, and they they kind of went back over some players. Yeah, like pretty, some sort of curse almost, right?
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Todd, uh, um, uh, Vinnie Testaverde, uh, right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean it's been it's been same story with quarterback for years. Wow. okay uh
2: precious beason i'm making us go hmm.
1: um a couple things i'm gonna go hmm with um Deion sanders and his his children and especially shador i i just think um they're gonna have to do something about that eventually i don't think he should have been at the end when when coaches are just coaches and i and i think they're so comfortable that maybe we need to do something about it. And I understand Rev said it, up said it, they do it. But um, I, I don't want his kids to give them any additional fodder or stuff that they can complain about. But my beef is with the Dallas Cowboys and, and um, Jerry Jones. I can't continue to be a fan when he is so blatant with it. As if he wasn't before, um, I have ignored it. But um, it's, it's amazing that it is okay to say what you want to say. When 60, 70, 80% of your team is African-American, um, your scouts, the same thing, and your staff is probably half and half. But um, for him to be bold and for the rest of the owners to be as bold as they are, um, it, it would not bother me if some of these teams just go on strike and said, hey, you handle it especially the Bills and the Cowboys. But somebody is going to have to step forward. Larry really put it in in really great terms in that first hour with the X-Files. But we can't continue just to let this slide. It's been in the news cycle now for two weeks, but not a whole lot of us know about it because ESPN hasn't picked it up. CNN did a little bit on a 10 p.m. show. They didn't do it at 9 a.m. or, or, um, you know, 10 a.m. They did it then, and something has got to be said. But I can't keep cheering, and 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 I love the Cowboys, and I want to see them win the Super Bowl. But how crazy is that? Because that means the owner reaps the benefit, and I don't want to see that. I, I'm sick yeah. of Jerry Jones. Yeah,
0: you know, Princess, thing. I didn't know. I didn't know until last hour that Larry used to be a Cowboys fan.
1: I didn't am <laughs> the... I'm, I'm glad I did. he's not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, me
4: too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I, I can spell playoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: oh. No. Oh. oh wow! You can also sp- you can spell lose in the Super Bowl too. You can oh. spell that. That's okay. That will do. Uh huh. Yeah. I can get petty. I'm sorry. Let me hush. Oh, I was wow, praying oh, my. for myself that I didn't do well. My
2: apologies. I, uh, God. I, I <laughs> <impressive>. <laughs> Francis, before you take us out, I just want to—I just got a flash bulletin. Uh, since Dion and I have become real tight, since I'm trying to help him with his pre-order, okay. Uh, Dion signs the sunglasses. Have already brought in 4.5 million, with 65 to 70 thousand pre-ordered.
4: Wow! Isn't He's that He's reinventing the wheel. He is reinvented. Oh, I wanted to make a quick a, a comment, real quick on Deion Sanders and uh, just how I equated this. This reminds me of the Negro Leagues where they used to barnstorm, like Bingo, Bingo Long, the traveling All Stars. When I watch him in his program, that's what it reminds me of. But they were always good and effective too. But their marketing was second to none.
2: Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry, guys. Four point five plus. He just got. Three pre-orders from Tim, K-World, and Francis. <laughs> no, he didn't. Another 225. <laughs> I saw the line. <laughs> oh,
1: <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like I said, I used to have college football to myself. Now Rev is taking off Saturdays so that he can watch Colorado. And, you the know, prime and then it's the prime effect for, for sure. Um, but, you know, you got to give Dion credit. And for him to say not only wear black, Saturday night, but wear your sunglasses and a hat too. Um, you know, uh, amazing. And I don't know how much Norville had to do with that, but he sure, surely put him in a in a really good place. So um, he, he also I,
4: mentioned to he, I'm sorry, Princess. He also mentioned the lack of diversity at Colorado, whether in Boulder and on the program also, not just the football team that they need to work on having uh, some more
0: students of color.
1: Hmm. Wow. Wow. And, and, and well, I think that, that's important. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, you notice
1: he,
0: he I, I, I noticed that he took those sunglasses off after that first quarter, too, for a while.
1: He sure did, didn't he? By, by <laughs> yeah, the time in fourth quarter and, and overtime came, he was done with the sunglasses. Um, yeah. But you know what? Also, I thought the way he coached those young men, the guy that would, who replaced Travis Hunter, two or three times he brought him over and talked to him put his hand on yeah. the shoulders and said, this is what I need you to do. And at the right. end, you know, said, I love you. And I don't know if he does that often, but he, you could tell, he's a coach's coach, a player's coach. He really has done a really good job. I got to well, give
2: Pr- him that. Yes. you and Tim brought up a fact just now that Deion didn't wear his glasses. You didn't know that Deion sold his glasses on the sideline.
1: I gotta go <laughs> so,
0: You know, he had, he had them all yeah. on. He had them all when the game started But after after Norville's boys started jumping up in their chest He took them off
2: Well, he sold them to a guy from Colorado State <laughs>
1: They were game worn They were game worn, right? <laughs> he sold it to all of the BET rappers on the sideline That's who he sold it to <laughs> Yeah, there you go <laughs> like They the were sick. It, yeah. it, it did look like that, and I, I want to say, don't any of you all feel like that was a distraction? That maybe all of that going on, and Dion leaving the campus to go on to the shows, and he went from college game day to walk, you know, to the Fox one. Wasn't all of that a big distract, distraction? Everybody was in town. Well, you I, know, personally, I, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't personally, I
2: don't think so, because he has no. such a solid staff. He doesn't have yeah. to do with so much. Those guys, yeah. got them, they got them kids in order. Just like when the kid made that terrible hit on Travis Hunter, I know my team probably would have ran out on the field ready to square up. You yeah, didn't yeah. see any of that kids' buzz. I mean, that's discipline, right there.
0: Except for yeah. Shadul, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, but I, 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 I sort of feel like Doug does about that as well. Uh, I I don't have a problem. I'm not a big Dion fan. I'm, I'm sort of like Carlos about Dion, Dion. I'm not a big fan of his just in general. But uh, I don't have a problem with with the sideline thing because you remember the old Miami Hurricanes used to have all kinds of guys on the sideline. Love uh, Uncle Luke was <laughs> yeah. over there, and uh, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and and they, they were hey Tim Uncle Luke still over there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you i don't, don't have that. a problem
0: with that i kind of, you know i kind of get into it. the texas longhorns have uh what's his name matthew mcconaughey and yeah. and the country singer over there I, i'm okay with that yeah
1: okay okay and and i've never been a, a huge Deion sanders fan either i really haven't but i i'm marveling at his steps since january february i I, and hey, I want hey to guys, see how how far I, that will I've go.
2: I've always been a Dion fan. When I was coaching in Jersey, when the Cowboys came to town, my old coach, Bill Bates, was our defensive coordinator. Do you know Dion sat down, took time with our players, and worked on defensive back techniques with them? Can you, can you imagine <laughs> really? how impressionable that was for a young kid, high school kid? Wow. Yeah.
4: Okay. That is good, yeah. They yeah. say he's legit like in his giving. He truly is. That is who he is. Well, he's too quick
2: to, too legit to quit. Oh, Lord.
1: <laughs> but he had his mama in there for pregame speech. Uh, and, she we said, and she said, if you have to kick your ass, do it. You know, I, it's a family affair for sure. It's oh, yeah. Affair. Hey, and okay. how
4: cool would it have been to coach two, one of your sons out there, though? One or even you know two what? of your sons.
1: And a lot of people say he's living the dream. That's got to be a bucket Absolutely. list. You are a football coach, and you have uh, your son Shiloh with an interception, leading tackles in the first game, and your son Shadour, who has consistently yeah. came back and performed. Um, and and forty four seconds on the on the two lock, two yard line. I don't know how you don't give him, you know, player of the week again. A 98-yard yeah. drive, and then you still got a two-point conversion, and then you still go into overtime. I don't know how we can understate um, what he's done for sure. I, he I is you living know. the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, gentlemen, um, we got to leave leave it there. I'm going to be with, with Shoshana Cook at 10 p.m. Eastern time, um, 7 p.m. Pacific time tonight on um, The Life of a Sports Mom. This was really good. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Thank you, Tim Moore, the singing preacher. Thank you, Doc. Um, <laughs>
0: Thank you.
1: <laughs> I think I got everybody. All right, Tim and, and Doc. I appreciate you. I will we'll see you tomorrow night. Never had it so good. <laughs> good
0: night. All right. Go, Tim. Say show. Yep.
1: All right. Go cowboys. Go gators. Oh, boy. Beat the Jets. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>